2: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and are you ready to pop your cherries? Because Comic Book Virgins is back, our third edition, I guess, right? Because what we did, low key, and yeah, House of M, House of so, M. That's, right, that's right, yeah. So that'd be Kirkland was on ball; he knew more than me, so. I was kind of bummed. I thought about this with Spider-Man coming. i like, man, we didn't do a Spider-Man 1. But the good thing is there's so many Spider-Properties. We'll have time. So we we got to do oh, a yeah. Spider-Man 1 in the future. But, uh, yeah, if you've not guessed by the title or what we've been talking about for weeks and we even talked about on the Hawkeye episode review, I am the real Hawkeye, Trust Now and we're ready to talk about some Matt Fraction uh, Hawkeye. And I'm joined by...
3: Lucky Kirkland Padser. I am the hawk guy, Taylor
2: Field. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. So, as always, Taylor, where can they find us on the interwebs?
3: Ladies and gentlemen, you can find us with your internet connection
2: in the search bar. Geekverse.ca is our home base. Geekversecast
3: is our Twitter. And Geekverse is our Facebook. Be sure to check us out on our Facebook because we got some stuff. I'm not, I don't know when this is dropping, if it's dropping right away. But we got stuff this on week. our Facebook this week, ladies and gentlemen.
2: But you know what? You can <laughs> find even more stuff, not just on our Facebook, but on our Patreon Yep. Lots of good stuff there. You can list this episode early, ad free and exclusive episodes as well. Lots of retros up there, retros that aren't seeing the light of day for maybe at least another six months. So lots of good content in there. The best way to listen, the more you support us, more content you get. We got tons of stuff bopping off right now. Weekly Hawkeye, Chucky and uh what is it uh dexter reviews which we just did uh galore lots of good things so and this is comic book versions though. so like you said, you go back we did two other episodes we wait until there's some sort of property or show or movie coming up that we want to have some interest in and read something that's kind of inspired by obviously if you've read the comic like myself but even if you've seen the show and you look at the artwork you can see the inspiration from this to the 2015 run so i'm going to start With you kirkland patser what did you think of uh and we to be clear if people want to pause this episode because i know they can do that and maybe go read the issues and come back because we'll be talking full spoilers and everything like that. Uh we read all 22 issues. We were going to do the first 11, but then we delayed this week and thought, "Ah, oh, well, let's just do it because uh, issue 11 for volume 2 ends on like <laughs> such like the like like lame cliffhanger I'd feel or it feels like you're just in the middle of the story. You're like, "Okay." And like I said, I even checked I'm like, "This is how they sell the volumes. Like this is like volume 2 ends with this issue." Like it's a fun issue with lucky but like it's just it's just it's just weird that you know that's okay pizza dog closes us out but so obviously you've seen the first two episodes of hawkeye but what did you think of this run for matt fraction and Ajay, i can't remember his last name Out the look who should be getting credited marvel credit your writers and stuff and artists in the show they don't really do that but yeah
4: yeah this was this was a pleasant surprise for me honestly um i was one of those people that didn't really care for hawkeye originally and then through the mcu i just really grew to love the character thanks to jeremy renner and the team that wrote him with the mcu and Mm -hmm. i don't know i was just a little unsure going into it but like just from the very first issue i just i fell in love with this interpretation of the character uh you know we got blonde clint barton and i i thought he was great he was such a fun protagonist to follow um he (laughs) it was just a lot of like a lot of comedy in it i absolutely love the art style i love just the attention to detail with whether I don't know, they're shooting their bow, and it just it like it, it was as if it was slow mo, and you could just really tell that like through the different comic panels and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It was just really great attention to detail. The color scheme was just phenomenal. The white and purple was just really easy on the eyes, made it really fun, and just just throughout the entire series, I, I think it was I think it was stellar. I think there was a couple things uh, near the end that I had some issues with, but I think it. I think i just fell in love with the character of clint barton and oh man kate bishop oh my god she is so fun she is such a fun character to follow and i loved her personality i'm already like you know because as i mentioned like clint barton in this he's like blonde he's not the same jeremy renner like hawkeye that we have in the mcu but it's just i i love both versions of the characters and. So far, you know, I'm biased here, but I love Haley Steinfeld, and I'm loving her Kate Bishop so far, but I think I like this Kate Bishop more so far. Um, There's a really fun dynamic between the two um, we'll touch upon, but, like... There was some good like sexual tension at points, which I feel like I'm not going to be getting between <laughs> Jeremy Renner and.
2: <laughs> I'm excited Steinfeld. to talk about this because I was listening to your guys' review, and I kind of have like only one instance in this arc where I feel like that a little yeah. bit, but in the rest I don't feel it. I don't see well, it. You know, it's
4: not like force. There's a couple of moments when you're like, okay, this like if this was a movie, they would like end with them like or like sorry, they would start with them hating each other, and then you know you get that mm-hmm. spicy scene or something like that. But it doesn't really hit on that, and you don't need it for. for for like the series so i understand why they didn't it was just a fun dynamic between the two and um there's moments where they go out on their own and deal with their own things uh that we'll talk about but my favorite was when they were together it's just such great dynamic it's like a buddy cop movie with like oh yeah two people that had just stellar chemistry and it was just so fun and the the villains were fun like it was just all in all a great a great read, and I it, it was an honor to to go through it. <laughs> I'm excited to dive into it specifically, but yeah, it was great.
2: Well, it's one of those two Like, obviously, Hawkeye been around for years. Very popular character. He's part of the Avengers, and obviously, like, he's not the biggest character and whatnot. But still, when you're part of Avengers, you're in some storylines and stuff. Like, even when we read House of M, you know, like he's a big factor there, where he like. You know, yeah. he got killed off. There's a big storyline, so he he's a big character. He's like if you have that S tier and A tier, he's definitely like a high B. Like I, I I think now I put him on A over these past few years, but it's just like because I do think S tier is like your Spider-Mans, your Batmans, your Supermans, yeah. your Iron Man stuff. So like I think A tier is. I don't know we should make that list. Is like I, I think A tier. I guess A tier would be everyone knows that character, right? I guess or is that S tier? Do you think? For well, like, I feel like
4: S tier like transcends the genre. Like even yeah, comic book, okay. like non comic book fans, GA, like they know who Superman, Batman, Spider Man are. Like it's mm-hmm. just so easy to identify them with A tier. What would fit that category? Like I think is Wolverine an S tier? probably with like the knives are so iconic uh, i feel like I th- everybody has done I that with crayons so. and things. because i think
2: yeah <laughs> i think you know yeah I mean, maybe we'll save this i think that's a good cast but either way, i think he's he's at least a b he's at least a b and high. that's what i'll say yeah
4: i would give him a confident b <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: so he's there but i think this especially for you guys when this came out 2015 he's had some runs before but this became one of those like every character eventually that's not the s-tier pillar when it's like they have stories every single month when it's like oh they get a main story every once in a while stuff this became the oh this is the hawkeye story you need to read and i was not reading it weekly i think i read i started reading around like issue six like obviously i started number one but i just heard the hype like oh you got to read this and i was always a big hawkeye guy i've always said that like i just liked something about him. i loved how plucky he was to me when he was like like more house of emma and even before that i always described and i still do nowadays is sometimes like the pg deadpool where it's like he has that wit he has that sarcasm he's just a smart ass he's that friend everyone has he to me would remind me of uncle that would always have a quick answer for something but there's something likable about him even if he's like kind of a piece of shit guy there's just something there where it's like okay and not to the extent of wolverine where he's like you know get away from like he's an asshole there's just something where clint it's just he like I said, feels not like an everyday guy, but we all know that type. And it' interesting that this was pretty much my most, I'd read K, Kate Bishop around and stuff, but this was really my most like getting affiliated with Kate Bishop. And then there's a series after this. And yeah, I think like Kirkland described it, it's a great buddy cop thing. But I think the best part is like if you look at buddy cop stuff, and I think this is what Winter Soldier did too, or Winter Soldier and Falcon did too, was. It's it's a lot more emotional than a buddy cop one. and It's not that it becomes like oh a, a complete drain And I think there's even probably some bigger emotional stuff when we read house of M But I think for this just certain things that goes through with clint things that go through with the kate It is very comedic, and I do love how you know We talked about this for the turtles and Hawkeye I love the stakes that it is just about this block You know it's just about <laughs> yeah. him with these people in New York just trying to help him out and save this building and what? problems like ensue from that right but along the way you have relationship drama you have drama between Kate you really find like Kate is trying to find herself because she talks about many times like oh I'm Hawkeye but uh, what does that mean so I think with It has the fun of a body cop movie, but it has kind of, which I know Kirkland Taylor are going to like, oh yeah, we told you, but it has the character development of like a rom-com in a way or romantic drama movie, but I don't think they are romantic or stuff like that. It's just they evolve, and I feel like even Kate, by the end of the 22 issues, it's funny, like we were talking about Kate is different than what she is in the show. I feel like the back half of this book, like the last six issues, is what. Uh, Haley Seinfeld's playing like that Kate that comes out of her shell more because when we first meet Kate which we get into very different characters So yeah, I I've read this one before but I love it. it is one of those quintessential like when you make a best of, of Hawkeye It's just kind of like this is probably the top and It's just I, I love the down-and-out just kind of I don't know I don't want to say bum version of Clint because obviously he has lots of money, but just this I don't know just this carefree just uh, the right word is kind of eluding me right now. But uh, yeah, Taylor Phil, you take it away as I have no words to describe Clint. Uh, I will get there eventually. It's someday I'll think of this word. Oh
3: yeah. I mean, the, th- this whole arc, this whole comic was just great. Again, like it flushed out so much more like going to the show, which was awesome. And it just is a different take on Clint that I was expecting. Again, there's similarities, Uh, that I really really liked and there's a whole new wave of fresh things that I just wasn't expecting in this character and it seems to be the general kind of trend for these Marvel heroes is that a lot of them are alcoholics or a lot of them are (laughs) kind of like struggling from major depression apparently yeah like they have major depression and and like uh uh, maybe like social issues or something like that. Like they're just so isolated and alone and just trying to like get by and survive. And I mean, he's dealing with his work wife, his ex-wife and then <laughs> Kate Bishop. So he's just got a whole ton of different uh, things unfolding in his life. And it really, uh, it expedites even more when yeah, he's just trying to do the right thing. He's just trying to protect this building. And it's it's just funny how he... He, he lives there. And how you get to see more so his... Him beating himself up for being who he is as part of the Avengers, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. Like, he's just... He feels like he's on the lower part of the totem pole and he's just... He he isolates himself there and he treats himself like shit because of it. And, <laughs> yeah. A very interesting character.
4: It's really fun, too, because it's shown so much in the in the comic series how like there's so many decisions that he makes that he's just like a total dick and it's not even just like him being an asshole to Kate it's him like just being a dick like when he leaves the hospital he just like leaves his wheelchair in the middle of the traffic like fuck you guys I don't give a shit and then in like a following scene he like basically risks his life to save this dog (laughs) and he's just just like you know like things like that or like whether it's helping out the people in his building like it's such a trivial like like thing, really? Like, if you're an Avenger hero, like you're you're taking down Thanos, you know. Hypothetically, I don't know where Thanos is at, <laughs> Cur- like currently in this mm. time zone of this comic, but you know, like he deals with big Avengers' little threats, and then he's just so stubborn of like, "Nah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna protect this building in a shitty neighborhood of." it's going to be like virtually like infinite tracksuit mafia guys that are just coming. Like there's no end to this. It's basically yeah, playing Nazi like zombies. Like, yeah. like we talked
2: about. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. just like, it's so funny when we talk about a certain thing that like Kate deals with later, they feel like that, you know, but not, yeah. they, they're regular people. They're always coming out of vans. They're everywhere, you know?
4: Yeah. And there's just a lot of heartwarming things with, with him. And it, I, I love how it dove into like some of Clint's backstory uh, with like his, his, parents his abusive father You meet his brother I don't even know he had a brother so that's kind of fun um, cool character there but I don't know I just there's a lot of heart shown in there and I could totally see what you are saying Travis how like he like sometimes seems like a PG Deadpool because he's just he's totally an asshole at times and like when he's just like slinging dong <laughs> you know we, we see him bag a dame at, the, at some point in this and he's just yeah it's just it's, it's funny he's like he uses his charm for like Personal gain that also hmm. just he's he's still a hero because he's he still makes the right calls. It was really fun his dynamic with um uh Spider Woman Jessica and like the other. Yeah, like, did you there like was that? A, I, I gotta kick that was I for- such I a forgot, fun moment.
2: I forgot she was like his like kind of side girlfriend because there was definitely something that I feel like we'll get into but we were like missing a little bit in the store because it was just like he's hooking up with um oh shit, what's her name again? She reveals it last issue, Redhead.
4: Yeah, i forget her name oh
2: yeah but anyways like she reveals it but like it at that moment like when they when she first walks in jessica's like really mad about you like why is she so mad and, like oh they're kind of an item or stuff like that and the word i was thinking because it popped when taylor's talking about he feels like a burnout where it's just kind of that guy who was maybe the college athlete that you knew in high school, or it's like the classic cliche in a trope where it's like, Oh, he's gonna go on to become like he's gonna play for the Lakers, he's gonna be this great point guard and stuff like that. But then when you meet him, it's like he got too ahead of himself and he's like drinking and had too much mm-hmm. of a good time. That's what Clint is in this issue where he was a big guy. He went to the Avengers, like he's gonna be the next big thing that's like, yeah, he couldn't take it. He couldn't take the pressure, but he's still a good guy, you know. And like when you're talking about that wheelchair moment, it's like, Yeah, even though he's like, Yeah, Bill the Avengers, whatnot, it's like, Why? Why like why would you even do this? you know? <laughs> yeah
4: so unnecessary and i I feel like it was shown in his character how like he's he's been basically a punching bag for many years and he's been Mm -hmm. perceived as just like a weak avenger you know on the scale of who's who's on the team whether it's just like the super heroic iron man you have cap the golden boy hulk thor like he he brings up these comparisons throughout the 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 series yeah but like he still is just such a great hero and I, i i love the heart that was shown in there but i i think a lot of like build up emotion whether he's just been annoyed of being seen as like the weak avenger like he's just like out of everyone he's just like a cop compared to like someone like the hulk you know and it's just i i think the writers did a good job at 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 putting that on the character for the viewer to like like un, like see that like i i felt like i was understanding more of the character just from reading that and like it's not like he said specifically like oh he is this way because of this relationship that went terribly because of this divorce that he went through because of Mm -hmm. this comparison that he had to iron man for like every single day of his life for like eight years or whatever it might have been right like i think they did a really good job of showing that with the character and there's just so much depth with them and it was it was it was just such a fun character to follow and i was like i came out of this like really really like in hawkeye now like if there's any more similar you know, comic book series to this, like I'd be so interested because it was just so much fun and like the the side characters that were shown off in this. Uh, we'll talk about grills, but just like different characters like that. Like it was just, Barney. it was a great cast. It was a great cast. Barney, uh, I was hinting towards him earlier. Barney yeah. Barton,
2: great name. Yeah. <laughs> Barney Barton. Well, yeah, and I think it is a, one of my favorite panels is, it's around the Christmas time and they've done some sort of mission, the Avengers and whatnot. And it's just Spider-Man and Wolverine who look like, they like they just breezed through whatever mission they had. Like they just destroyed, they kicked ass. Like, oh you should take some time off, you know? Like you really need <laughs> it. Like you look hurt and stuff, and then we get like the cut to like, oh, what wire do I cut? Everything like that. And it's just him just trying to figure out like a v- like a whatever vcr listen how old i am like a blu-ray <laughs> player and stuff like that and then like i love that tony's there and he called tony just to help him out with <laughs> yeah. like just tv diagnostic and stuff like that but i think they did really try to set home that kind of what the netflix feel which is funny i think the hawkeye show is doing that too that netflix feel of you know daredevil's gonna be in a fight he's gonna get beat to shit and then the next thing you're gonna see that you know and like obviously they do that in movies like in civil war tony shirt but i'm just be like when it's these guys that really don't have much of a suit of armor and it's just w- like literally one bullet could take them down or hospitalize them it's just and the same thing like they cover obviously it's different than the show because it seems like it's just happened over the years they we get into like he becomes deaf in this issue you know and that shows that's something that could happen to a guy who is no mass just a regular dude and that he gets taken down and stuff like that but i think they do a really good job of that's maybe why even though if he's an asshole you kind of feel bad for him because he's He's fighting the good fight. He's trying to stick out with these heroes. And even in the movies, they've hinted about that, too. But this is really, like, showing off, like, okay, we can't. And maybe the show will do that because the show making him deaf almost is showing, like, oh, after all these years of fighting and pain, like, it's catching up to him, you know? And But in this, it's, like, it's already caught up to him. He's looking hurt all the time.
4: I don't think there's a single, like, panel of him without a bandage or something. Yeah. Like, he just looked uh-huh. bruised and beaten to a pulp this entire series.
2: And it was <laughs> it was, yeah, it was fun. Yeah what about you Taylor you take us where do you want to start we'll go anywhere because we've read the whole issue we don't gotta go you can go in order if you want you can start with the character start with the arc because you kind of got three separate ones like you kind of have the first arc is him buying the building and him Kate and dealing with that and stuff like that you have the tape which I really want to talk about the tape because obviously we had that like some things previewed towards in Hawkeye you kind of have that middle portion where it's some setup of like him and Kate fighting he has that girl did you ever find that girl's name Kirkland with the I got
4: got distracted I'm sorry I'm, I'm I'm on it I'm on oh it he's looking at his,
2: his porn already it's kate bishop porn like, hey, oh you yeah, got that and then kate goes on her <laughs> own we got you know madam mask and stuff like that where do you want to go taylor you're you're leading the car with arrow or lucky
3: yeah uh man oh gosh you know what i would like to go actually i don't remember them having much of a follow-up with like kingpin because we saw him in like a brief bit. I like that like, the one
2: you pick up is the one where we don't have anything to go on. You're like, we didn't see much of King Pit. Well, I was that's wondering that's if
3: fun. I I missed something with that because I just know that they all had this meeting and they're like addressing what was the bros to go and like deal with this situation with Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember there being much of a follow-up with that, so I wasn't sure if that's where like Manat Mask was coming into play to resolve that or what was the
2: well, I think that was more just a setup for, obviously, like, there's other stuff. And I think when we do, if Hawking gets a second season, we'll probably read some of the Kate Bishop solo stuff. But no, I think he was just kind of a general hanging around bad guy that's just out there. Like, he, I think the most he had was in the tape and he wasn't even in that that much. But I guess that's probably why. Are you trying to lead? That's why you're wondering why people think he might be in the show because he's not in the comic that much. So why would he be in the that, show? Is well, that what no, because
3: as soon as like in how things were aligning like when me and Kirkland were talking and like you one of your questions like do you think Kingpin's in the show and stuff like that on our last newscast and I was kind of like I wasn't super sold on it but obviously now in retrospect, like oh well he's in the comics associated with Hawkeye and Kate Bishop so obviously I do feel like you know the I feel like the shows are heavily directly poll- sourcing obviously from these comics so I feel like okay yeah. he's gonna be in the show but now I'm just not that I'm trying to do much of a comparison but I'm looking at like similarities of well and i think things. that's
2: what that's why on the last episode i said that i think kingpin if he is in it it would be like very small you know like the same way he was in this where it's just in this it's clearly kingpin's already in the world right it's 2015 kingpin's been around for decades it's just oh you know this character he's a crime boss it makes sense he's there where i think in our show it's going to be oh here's just a little dabble of who this character is he deals with these type of shitty people but you know who? and here's the thing let's talk about this so Uh, obviously Kirkland maybe doomed himself so you guys were talking about Eleanor a lot right as you can see as you went further on the comic they flip that and it's the dad that survived and the mom that died later on the mom of course gets revealed she was alive the whole time and she's evil blah 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 now I don't think they're going to do that with the dad I think the dad's going to stay good but either way that's the big kind of reveal here is that Kate Bishop they early on said oh she has money she can do whatever she wants right every time Clinton in trouble or something like that like oh I could buy this I could get us in this party blah 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 it's revealed through like a kind of side mission she has which is kind of a comic coincidence right like she leaves goes to los angeles to get away from it all and it brings her right back to the thing like oh madam masks here and she's buying these orchards like it's like okay a little eye roll. i'd say that's a little bit like okay quinky dink but she finds out that you know, the dad has been, like, he just has blood money, pretty much, right? And she says after this, I'm not going to take a single cent from you ever again. And, you know, that they're going to have words. And then you have the dad agreeing that they could kill his daughter after all this, because not only just the past, but, but like, everything she's done, she's been a big problem for them. So I, I'm i wondering how you think, Taylor, like, d- did you read that? And you're like, oh, man, this is exactly what we're going to get with Eleanor. And I feel like that table room scene when they're, like, agreeing to Kate, kill Kate Bishop I could see that being 100% like a post-credit scene of this show you know like that would fit right in if like multiple bad guys we meet over the show this season that that feels like a great post-credit scene maybe that's how we'd even meet Kingpin in a scene where it's like he's at a boardroom or something but I love that
3: yeah I I truly do think that there's I mean there's a lot of truth to that and like similarities again. Like I was surprised like, "Oh, okay, yeah, the dad's alive and the mum's the one who got axed in this." I thought that was that was clever and it goes mm-hmm. to show again like, hey, the the show is very unique in its own way. Oh, okay, I just thought of a a big thing that I do want to start off with uh <laughs> after this. Uh <laughs> me, me, and Kirkland were like talking about. It. I can't remember. I think it was off cast. We like talked about it, and it was. I thought I was the only one, but you saying at Kirkland, made me reassure me. Like, okay, I'm not the only one who is thinking this, and I'm curious if you think it too, Travis. Um, but I'll bring it up after we're done talking about. Just
4: make sure you remember, yeah. You know, and our thing, yeah. I know where you're gonna go, so I'll remind him. Oh yeah. So, I, anyways, yeah. What do, you, what do you take from all this? I group? found her name. Okay, yes, I found her name. So, <laughs> it was loosely mentioned. They they say Penny, you know. Penny, yeah. So Penny, but they also call her Cherry, but that's like a fake alias. So then, Mm -hmm. with that, I went to the Marvel database. Her name is Darlene Penelope Wright. There you go. But I don't. They like don't really say that like at all. It's very briefly mentioned that her name's Penny. I think they say like honestly twice. (laughs) But uh, yes. Sorry. What was your question?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was going to say, how did you feel about? Because that was like you, and maybe it ties in what Taylor's talking about, but. The whole aspect of, you know, Eleanor is kind of in this one, it's the dad that is yeah, that figure who's the mob right. boss. And I feel like I, that's why I was kind of like laughing when you guys were talking about it. I was like, oh, like I feel like once we read the rest of the Matt Fraction run, you're going to see probably that's where it's Eleanor is going that she's in on all this because, like, yeah. again, and that's what we talked about before well, that so far with the show and the comic that. I, the way I describe it, Civil War, where it's taking beats, it's taking a trajectory. But, like, we'll talk about it. I don't think you're going to see Barney in this show. I don't think you're going to see a lot of aspects. You're not going to see, like, the zombie, you know, whatever, guys. But I think they're taking ideas and just maybe even switching it a little. And I could even see when this season one ends that you get that big reveal of Eleanor has the blood money and then Kate goes on her own. I'd love it if season two was Kate, like doing, like, what Hawkeye's... Like, she's in a building with people. Like, they kind of just kind of switch those storylines, and at the end, how Kate, when Clint is fighting all the people off in the apartment, that Kate comes in with the big save. I'd love it if they could flip that. So I feel like we're going to get a lot of pulls from great. this comic, but not exact retellings of it, much like yeah. the dad and Eleanor.
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I'm totally down for that. I think that, that has a lot of potential for some great stuff, and especially mm-hmm. if we're already... I don't know. I, I don't think it's too far off to say that you know Clint's easing his way out of the MCU. Um, J- Jeremy Renner. He's not an old guy or anything like that. I just feel like with where they've written his character, um, this will be like his big hoorah. And then he goes with his family uh, if he makes it out. He better fucking make it out. I don't want to have a sad story with him. But I, I think he'll go off with his family and then let's say... We're really exposed to Kate Bishop. We're used to seeing her around. She's oh, like Kirk one of would like that. <laughs> I'm using my words carefully here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we I, see I, her in a new light. As a, a, a sushi lady or whatever she. Oh she yeah, that's girl. what you she want.
2: You want the sh- yeah, sashimi <laughs> <laughs> girl. They would never pull that. They would never do that. As much as many men over the world would like Haley Seinfeld do the sashimi girl, they I'd love to see the next day of press. Like, oh well, we just like thought it would work. Like no. they should flip that. They get. Jeremy Not Renner do climate. it, will be yeah, fine. Yeah, there you right go. Now. That yeah. that's a
4: little bit uh more palatable in yeah. today's day and age. But um I, I think if we're if we're sending Jeremy Renner off, you know, with his family and then yeah. we're getting used to seeing Kate Bishop as just a Young Avenger, she's like she's she's a face that we recognize when we think of the MCU. It'd be so golden if we had Jeremy Renner come back. It's you know, like basically what you pitched. I'm down mm-hmm. for that. <laughs> and also, when, when when she's like defending the building, I want as many Home Alone references as we can get. Like, come on, oh, let's yeah. get them in there.
2: <laughs> you're gonna get an ad break, and then you're gonna be right back to the episode.
0: Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durban Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall Credit Card Bill.
1: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do
5: 18 plus.
2: Well, and I love the shot, too. Like, it's such a great ending to that issue. I love that we've kind of such started great, with, yeah. we've started with, like, the issue 21 and 22 in Kate's run when we talk about Fisk and everything. But, like, I love where 21 ends where it looks like Barney's dying and he just looks up and you just see Lucky there with the arrow in his mouth, like a head cock. It's like, it's such a cool, like, you could see to be an episode ending like that easily. And that's where I have to show because I gave them crap. And I do agree that it's. The whole paying artists and writers after the comic books is a very tricky situation with the movies, right? That I understand. But the fact that they have they have Matt Fraction's name on the show, but the fact that they don't have Ajay's name, the guy who's like the artist of the comic, is a big, I think, disservice. And I think they should fix that in the series because... I the from start to finish I love the entire art style, and I think we talked a little bit but just like everything with it like sometimes the type of shading they do it has such a nice distinct look to it but it's yeah. simple it never feels like it's just like trying to be too big for the sake of it and I I don't know I love it, it just sometimes has like a chalk like like feel to it and it's just it just stands out and it fits with the world we're in here and even stuff like when we get like the pet friends issue or like Lucky's episode or like even the stuff like also you know it's like the craziest art but when Clint does go deaf and they put all the panels of the Psy language, like, like almost every issue has something that makes it feel unique and stand out. I really yeah. like that.
4: No, yeah, I'm I used to be very snobby with my animation and just like like comic art design. I used to be I probably just because I, I grew up on like 80s, 90s comics feel or like anime that like that era of it so i remember like the first time i saw like a new comic with like all the fancy shading and like the different Uh angles i'm like this is this is bad this is too much i don't like this is i don't know it's too different than what i'm used to this has that vibe of like an older style uh comic book art style and i think i love it so much because it has that but it also has the details of what a newer uh art style would have with the shading just the different character angles and just you know the more attention to detail and just it looks better but it all, it still mm-hmm. has that vibe of an old stu- old school yeah. comic art style and i think the color palette that they went with is just it it helps it so much it's 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 nothing too vibrant and crazy like so many different colors like they have their base color of purple and white and mm-hmm. then you can throw in some some other things and i think when you stick to something like that it's so like like no matter if i like it didn't matter if i flipped to a random page and didn't know what issue it was i would know that it's a hawkeye comic you know just cuz it has that purple and white and i think that's really special yeah. and then it makes someone like let's just bring in uh, Penny, that I was just talking about, like because she's all red, has her like red Mustang or Corvette, whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. It just pops so much when you have just like a different color like that. And yeah, it feels I, almost I like an Archie comic beautiful.
2: at times. And, like, in like 100%. 100%. You know? 100% yeah. And that, that works because, like you said, the hair is so distinguished. Where like, and this is fine, but you look at someone like Mary Jane, she's known for the red hair. But there's sometimes where it's like, if there's like so much stuff going on, like the Sinister Six, all those explosions, it doesn't stand out. Where this kind of at times almost feels like a black and white feel feel like oh we only have so many colors we can use but oh yeah I, I i was like reading this the whole time i'm like not that i need just a white shirt with an arrow on it but i was like man i want like that aesthetic <laughs> yeah, of, like, the 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 pur- yeah the oh, purple yeah the purple and white and i was like you know what i think i'll be doing some shopping and whatnot so uh taylor what did you feel about the art for uh this issue or this this issue this run sorry
3: i love that again the purple colors everything like that i thought it was super cool uh every single Um, cover of the different issues just would be a perfect t-shirt like every art piece of all the covers were just great like it would be like Hawkeye with like the TV head on one of like the later issues just like so many cool different symbolic and representing um, like just pieces of art towards the stories it was just awesome so I love that and again I'm happy with the color choices they chose with Um, yeah it was great
2: I really like uh, black widow's look in this when she has like the big so hair. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and it... even
4: just um, like when <laughs> I, I think it's Clint, some, I don't know. I can't remember who it is, but they, they make a point of like, just she's so cloak and dagger with like everything she's wearing. She's like, what are you talking yeah. about? is just a hat. And <laughs> like, it's just, that's her style. Mm-hmm. And it was so black widow. Um, so great. And I loved, I'm going to pull it up. Actually. There's a, there's a great,
2: uh, you, you talk while I pull it up. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I was going to throw to the next thing because I know Taylor wants to talk about that. But, um, oh, where should we go next? What were you going to bring there, Taylor, feel as far as your life? So,
3: yeah. uh, is it just me is it's, it just Kirkland or... it's like the
4: one with like his three women and yeah, then they're yeah. like mm-hmm. seeing Penelope just such a great moment and then like the way that he's describing it it's like if I told you you know they, they had this interaction between my ex-wife my girlfriend and he like he like loosely describes uh, I forget who it must be Nat or something just 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 someone that he's Work had wife. some sort of yeah exactly yeah. it was just such a like those moments were so comedic for me and they're they just so great. And again, like I didn't even realize that was Spider Woman at the time. Like just mm. I was like, okay, who's who's this girlfriend that he has? And then later on you actually see her in her suit and everything. But sorry, I had to throw that up.
2: No, that's all right. Um
3: I honestly thought when now we were reading this before the show came out, so I thought to myself, there's no way they would do it, but I really did think that Kate Bishop and Clint would have a sexual relationship.
2: There was they, so oh, right.
3: much sexual tension in these okay, first few so, b- books or issues. I,
2: okay, this is what I'll say that it's the same way, and it's funny because it's the same writer, but I feel like Kate, when we first meet here, we talked about this a bit in the Hawkeye review that I like for the show. I feel like she's a bit more off put, she's a bit more of a loner. She has comedic beats, but she's a bit more stoic and like to herself and she's friends with Clint but it is in a kind of uh, mentor mentee way they have some back and forth where at the end of it they do really feel like they to me they're playing up more of the brother sister vibe they're much more comedic and Kate is way more comedic I think that's trying to show her like coming out of her shell but I think like if you look at Haley Steinfeld playing Kate I think it's more like at the back end not the front and the front end I don't think she's she has a few of those moments in the show so far where she's low but the only time I really got that because Matt Fracture is insane famously said one thing he said he's not gonna kill the dog and they're not gonna fuck and that's the thing like i'm happy it didn't happen and the good thing is you're gonna kind of have this like a will they won't they but the only thing i Caught is like in the earlier issues when he says like oh yeah like I wouldn't sleep with this person because this wouldn't sleep with this and they're like I wouldn't sleep with you and she goes oh like you know kind of oh, all right he's like well it's just because like your age you're too young for me and stuff like that and then later on we have her repeating that back to herself mm-hmm. that's the only time I thought okay this is a little strange like you know why is that but again it's just maybe she was saying that in like he's such an arrogant prick like like why would he even no. think I'd be going for him like
4: no the body language that she had there it was like it was like she. She's in love with the idea of what Hawkeye is because I'm just assuming that she's been like a a fan of his forever, kind of like what it is like in the show, and then just him like shooting down the possibility of it happened, maybe that deterred her a little bit. And it's not even like she was interested. It's just like, well, you didn't have to say that. What does that mean? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Because I think there's some love there when, you, when you're when you like a sidekick or whatever the relationship is. Like they obviously have a lot of love for them or for each other. And I think that's shown a lot in the beginning because there's multiple times when Clint is even just like, oh, I love this girl. Like, look at her. She's she's fucking. She's, she's perfect. a Sniper. Yeah. Like she's yeah. so great. And and you can you could like there's obviously love there. It's just I don't know. M- maybe she was more deterred of the. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I read it into it
2: a little bit too much. Well, I think it might even be a way where like and here sounds like a weird scenario. <laughs> here we go. Hear me? me out. So what? What? Me? Or no, you, no, or I saying, have well, a weird scenario. Okay, sorry. I thought you so, said wh-
4: yours is a weird scenario. No, no, yeah, you go. <laughs> like, no. so, Shashimi Haley Steinfeld? Come on.
2: <laughs> I, I think it's... Yeah, yeah. Oh, people are going to love it. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I think that... It's kind of like when you meet somebody and they are already in, like, a long-term committed relationship and there might be, like, a spark there. But I am comparing this to – so when I w- started working at Best Buy, there was someone which, funny enough, has the same character name as Black Widow. It's just Natasha. They're not going to know last name. I'm not spoiling anything. But she was, like, a supervisor, much older than me, had kids, was married. That was completely off the board. Even though my friend kept telling me, oh, you should just ask anyways just see what happened. I did not. before I was a scumbag I did not ask but the thing is there was still like a certain chemistry there and I think it for me the way it played is like I agree with you that there is some body language there I think it's kind of the hey in another life in another multiverse in a different age category like we could be a thing that works but for all these reasons it's not going to work now and I think it's different too because in the show he does say she's younger but I think they're trying to portray him as like into his 40s where she's maybe like early 30s stuff like that where in the or sorry in the comic book in the show it's clearly he's like going up to his 50s like late mid 40s 50s and she's 22 so it's clearly more mentor mentee big brother you know sister sort of thing but in the comic that's why i took it as if you've ever had attraction with somebody but you know hey this is never going to happen for whatever like i'm not going to break up this marriage i'm not going to do these things you know that's how i took it as there might be like a attraction but i feel like if that that's a good thing with being the earlier issues that that turned into just camaraderie and it turned into Mm. like they almost had like a mini breakup but it was more just a friend break because she does leave him and she takes the dog too which is like i couldn't (laughs) believe like when i first read that i was like man like i get i get you taking it but it's like this guy has nothing going on right now but i almost feel like she's taking it for like yeah like you i can't even trust you with this dog so but also
4: she's leaving town on her own Maybe yeah, she needs a true. companion more than him, right? Like she's yeah. she's younger. She's she's not a legitimate Avenger. Um I I stand by her decision to take lucky and feel like she treats him a little bit better. I don't know. But yeah. um yeah, I also like when I brought up the whole sexual tension thing and when me and Taylor were talking about it, that was when I mean, me and myself, I've only at that time had read up to like issue 10 or something so i think the earlier stuff was still fresh in my mind because like you said like it's really just in the beginning when it's really shown um and i think that's i think that's smart because i don't know you you can dive into the characters other traits and their their Mm -hmm. dynamic with other characters more so than just seeing it as like a love story of like okay when are these people just gonna just gonna get together you know because like in the comic versus the show like yeah, there's an age gap there, but it's it's more believable than Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld. Oh, and I'm not yeah. just saying they can't get together, possibly, you know, in another world or something like this, but, like, Jeremy Renner's got his... Or, sorry, Clint Barton in the MCU has, like, his wife and kids and everything, so, like, going into the show, I never once thought that. And then, to start this one off, like, he doesn't have... Well he's divorced, but he, he doesn't have kids, to my knowledge. I don't know, they don't really talk about it in the comic no. series, but um it was just a whole nother can of worms and like it seemed like they were basically living together at certain points, so it was just it was just uh I don't know. I I I had that thought more so well, of the
2: yeah, relationship and I, that could I just, be. I just checked Renner's age too. He's fifty, so he is legitimately almost twenty-five years older than Haley Seinfeld. They like oh, she is. She's twenty-five. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. She's twenty-five. So like, that's where it's like that could never, like. The only way you could have played that is if you casted someone not Haley's age. Like You know, yeah. you'd have to go. And But I think that's good because that's the Rebecca same thing. Rebecca Ferguson.
4: There you You're go.
2: Oh, <laughs> baby. She can play Madame Mask. That's who she should be Oh, that's such yeah. a good casting. Yeah, yeah. Even though you got to cover her face up. So maybe not to that. Let's not put her in a mask. Let's get some, yeah. like, uh, let's get the actress that did Taskmaster. But No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no and i think almost too and i'd love to maybe i should look into more interviews this i wonder if they play up a bit more flirtation or angles early on so then they can really go that's not going to happen because then the, i think the yeah. other time that it does because i feel like with penny there's maybe some hint is like jealousy but it's not jealousy because no, it's, it's... Just,
4: I was just looking at it I know it sorry carry on I'm gonna I'm bring up specifically what they say it's so great the way it's tackled it's it's like like Kate's basically like driving them or, mm. or like she picks them up because you know they're being chased by this, the tracksuit mafia and then uh like I think Clint's saying like oh I like thanks for doing you don't you don't have to drive her home like you know it's all fine and she's like no I'm not like get out of my fucking car like right now like this isn't happening and then there's like a quick line that she drops I'll pull it up specifically what they're saying because I'm just paraphrasing but it's such a great moment when it's when it's tackled
2: well and again to me it's almost like and this is like another weird scenario it's almost like if you are interested in somebody and then maybe they're dating or they start to date somebody and you meet that person it's like because of their choice dating this person it almost brings the other person down I feel like that's that's almost what happened with Kate too of like oh like you're just like slinging like you guys said slinging your dong out there for just random people and like this criminal woman who's like a part of the tracksuit mafia married into it it's like really like this is like your standards like I'm not really attracted to you at all anymore you know and they made some jokes where it's like oh you know he's like he's naked and he's like still pulling up his pants and stuff like that but I feel like it's just more looking down on him the same way I look down as Kyle's like you just gotta get your shit together man you know so again <laughs> almost like we talked about if there was any traction at the beginning it was like the idea of Hawkeye but I think that slowly or not so it quickly goes away from i'd say i don't know once we're past maybe issue four or five. and i don't even feel it's as strong as you two because taylor you said tons of flirtation and stuff like that i, well, I yeah, think less like, so as it went on but how yes, oh, as taylor it progressed
3: feels. it got less and less but just like right out of the get-go though like they're hand-holding and stuff and like just yeah some of his comments that just made me think like holy shit like like in this comic series i thought it could work because he clearly he's not got like the kids and the family like he does in the movie and the tv mm-hmm. show it's completely different he sleeps around and everything like that ex-wife so they could have done it now again that's one of those things that i doubt will ever touch the tv show and the mc live action mcu in our <laughs> lifetime and then some so
2: Haley Steinfeld. Like uh, the
3: romance thing, with the exception yeah, of no. maybe a vo- multiversal version where he No, I don't even out. think
2: they'd play that up. I don't think, because even, especially too, like even the comic books, even if there was a fratish, it was for what, a few issues? And now there's like years upon years of Kate Bishop and Hawkeye just being mentor and whatever. So I think, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think they even would play that up at all, you know, like especially yeah. at least with these actors, you know, so. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, no, she'll have, she'll have some other Love interest pops in some, some point in time. Uh, I hope so.
2: After we talk about House of M, I still want more just combo characters dating each other. You know, like, we don't get enough of that in the so MCU. It's so fun in the comics. Yeah, like, they, like, yeah,
4: You're right. You don't see that in the MCU. I, like, I feel like they save that for the special relationships, whether it's Tony and Pepper. I guess Pepper's not really a superhero, but yeah. I, I think it's really selective. And maybe if you go down the road of them all pairing off, people get, I don't know, like, just bored of that, like, oh, well, these two are attractive. Well, we know they're going to ship them together. You yeah.
2: Know? Well, and I think when you look at Tony Pepper, I think the reason you have, like, some, like, Tony hooking up with so many people in like, comic books is because it's like, well, we got literally years and years of stories we have to tell, so we got to sprinkle out. Where the movies, it's like, well, we're only going to tell us one arc with Tony, so let's really just him with Pepper, but, like, like that's where I love. Like they never went with it, and I know there's happy and whatnot. But I love the dynamic when Tony was like flirting with Ant Man. It's like, oh, this would be fun. Like changing <laughs> up. Like, I, like fuck it, and I don't care, man. Like I don't know what way they're gonna make them swing. Put Yelena and Kate. So- <laughs> I know people are like, you massage that oh. you're putting these actresses. You like it, but like no, it's like, gonna happen. Do that. <laughs> like gonna- no, I, I just think that'd be so. Especially when we're having these characters around. I'd love superheroes dating and whatnot. Like when we hear these rumors <laughs> of Daredevil and She Hulk. It's like fuck yeah. Like Let's do this. Like it's just fun romantic stuff. Like don't give me Icarus and uh, you know, uh, what's Icarus. her name? I, I forgot her name. Do
4: I know? Yeah, it's forgettable. forgettable who's was film. the main
2: character of Eternals? <laughs> Cersei. 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 Yeah, yes. Yeah. I
4: knew it was a Lannister name. Okay.
2: Uh, so I, well, go ahead.
4: Um first of all, you just put like a, a terribly amazing thing in my mind. Hell this yeah. Yelena Kate Bishop relationship that now I'm just going to be force, forcing into existence. Billion dollar movie. I'm picturing Billion the dollar scene. movie. You know Yelena she's after Clint Barton she captures Kate Bishop and then it's like that scene from Skyfall when uh, Javier Bardem's like rubbing uh, James Bond's <laughs> leg. Oh oh, Mr. Bond.
2: <laughs> oh now you're getting way too fantasy written. You're, you're pitching the Bonds and whatnot.
4: Oh yeah I got my, sh- my fantasy script written already. <laughs>
2: that (laughs) was after that was that's the tagline she was after hawkeye but katie captured her heart or something (laughs) like that you know like she was gonna yeah i i'll workshop it but there's something working good there like she was gonna try and capture hawkeye it's like ah,
4: one of these covers too with like the fancy yeah or, you know there's a couple of
2: them but it's one of those spicy from ones. penny and whatnot yeah, yeah which was fun i love then she like sent him all this in code and he's like so she's good. like where's the, where's the comic book oh i don't know i don't know where those are like that's <laughs> for the safe like oh it's just so nonchalant I'm like whatever yeah. i guess we'll deal with it you know like i don't know if you guys have ever seen the the show but he sometimes feels like charlie sheen from two and a half men like he's just like a comedic like he does yeah, sitcom absolutely. character you know No, yeah,
4: he can. He can get women. He's he's an attractive man, and he's also an Avenger. Um, Quickly, before we move on, I just that one instance where there was some jealousy from Kate. It's because Penny's like in the back with Hawkeye when they're going to the strip club to just like, Hawkeye's going in fists the blazing just to like ransack the uh, the safe, right? And that's where she shoot. goes to shoot the the crime boss but like she's like basically naked in the back and kate's just like super annoyed with the two it's like god you guys are disgusting because they're just flirting the two of them Mm -hmm. and then hawkeye's like well you're gonna stick around right you're the getaway vehicle and like there's just a lot of like anger from kate not just for like the situation because she's breaking the law or because they're breaking the law it's just like I don't want to be a part of any of this. It's like when you maybe have a crush on someone and then you're just like third wheeling them. It's like I don't even want to be in, near this. And yeah, it was just it was handled really really well. And I, I I think that's where I got some of that romance vibes. But from that moment, it didn't go like more Kate and Clint. It was it was just they went off on their own adventures, which I think was good because I don't know. I, I think the usage of the sexual tension was 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 minor and well used.
2: Uh-huh. Taylor, where do you want to go next? Give me some Ah. opinions on the villains. You got Madam Mask in here. You had the... Obviously, you had the bros and everything like that. You had Clown, which I'm very interested to hear your guys' opinion. You had the grandpa bro, which I don't know... I hope he's in the show. I hope. I don't know if he will. (laughs) And then you had... um, Obviously, kind of tied back, but Kate's kind of run-ins with those, like zombie stewardess guys and it was and the weed man he was yeah hilarious. the weed man yeah and you had like marmas uh madam mask in. but what do you feel about some of the antagonists in this series
3: i th- i thought they were interesting there was a whole variety of them i really liked that whole this was like really early on but like when she disguised herself as one of those like mime things this is like a setup yeah. she's always disguising like...
2: herself it's cool she mm-hmm. is
3: yeah because she did yeah the Madame mask and she did uh yeah one of these like uh Cirque du Soleil, or what she got jerked to Soleil. Is what she said. That was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her costume was cool because she had like the arrows in her in her wig and everything. Um, but she, uh, yeah, I liked her when she did that whole undercover thing. And
2: you can get that costume in Avengers game, Taylor. The whole, can you the, really? The purple and pink, the whole outfit. Yeah, you can get it. That's yeah. cool, and she That's did the cool. sushi girl too, which I love when she's poking out her clothes. Like, don't if any of you look at me, the to put... costume is yeah. Avengers. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, that one. No, no, no. no. Yeah, just sushi <laughs> running around. But I love. She's like, if anyone you look at me, I'm putting an arrow through your eyelids. You know, like just, yeah. just like she's just like she's just such like a uh, she's just hard nose which I love, just right in your face. But anyway, so you're saying about uh, some of the villains
3: yeah no the villains uh it was cool i think they they were all very very interesting very intriguing and i'm excited to see more of them kind of pop up in the show like i said i think i can't remember for this during the hawkeye review yeah i think it was when the bro people this whole time i've been reading the comics right. with them with an english accent until i saw the well, show just american
2: not british when you say english you make it sound like they're gonna be british yeah no
3: definitely not british accent. can you
2: do a british bro accent taylor
3: uh, okay, I gotta like lead my way into this. Um I apologize. I, I don't wanna alienate any of our British <laughs> listeners. Um uh, I need like a proper cause sentence he has to, to say some in. shit
2: like that's what why he's apologizing, because he has to say some shit like tea and crumpets or something like that to get him in the mode. You know? Tea and
3: crumpets? You don't have to if it's gonna take an
2: hour. Don't worry about it. I no no, it's to
3: not it's know. not gonna take an hour, no, vocal no, no no exercises here. I'm uh, <clears throat> Uh, my British accent shit um...
2: I think I was right about the arrow thing I just can't believe you read them like right away even like back then I'm like oh these guys must have like an accent of some sort but I just like that you just thought they're like hey bro what's going on bro like they're just I just dudes.
3: genuinely didn't think that they had accents like that I just really thought that they were just <laughs> speaking like uh, straight like English
4: um, they oh here like we go stereotypical Russian dudes yeah, Come on, just like bald little like hairy and I, I feel like up. they even
2: set that up in the beginning. Like, one of the first issues, I love when they are people swearing, it'll be like something, something Polish, swear word yeah. Polish. And I feel like some of the tracks you guys got that of like swear word Polish or swear word Russian, and you didn't pick up on that at all.
3: No, I pulled up a line <laughs> from the comic book here. Just like one of the sentences It's old man, bro, saying this. I'm going to try and oh, say perfect. this in a British accent. <clears throat> bro, you didn't kill him, bro. But when you get out, you wish you did, bro. <laughs> that was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> my son beg you before you shoot him, bro. <laughs> that
2: was worth it. That's when oh, he's spitting on her.
3: Yeah. Uh, it's when it's when he's spitting on her.
2: Oh, right. What a scene. Yeah. I forgot where he spits. Uh, he goes for a second one too. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get an ad break, and then you're gonna be right back to the episode.
0: Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, More than once, actually. Do I have to say?
5: Yes, you do.
1: In the car before my kid's PTA meeting.
5: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell.
5: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: More on the villains or Kirk You want to talk about them? Go for it, Kirk. (laughs) I'm going to win soon after that accent.
4: Yeah, I... They they showed quite a bit. Um, you know, we didn't dive into a lot of characters, but that one meeting that they had, I think it's when they're talking about just killing. This is gonna be a cheap answer, but they're talking about killing Hawkeye. I can't remember yeah. if it's Clint Barton or Katie.
2: I think it's but, first. Well, I think they talk about. Clint first, and it's like because it's a it's almost like I like that you need an approval to kill an adventure, you know, like you yeah. can't just do it. And then the end, the book ends with like, yeah, we're gonna kill him and we're gonna kill her too, you know, kill them
4: both. Yeah, no, yeah. like so, those moments were really fun because again, it's just showing off some villains that, um, I recognize some I didn't, uh, quite a few I didn't, but there's, there's like I think even like Tombstone was in there, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. just, just some and like, uh, Mr. Negative, like mm-hmm. just some very, uh, Easy to c- to catch visually, I guess, and then some other ones I wasn't too aware of. Uh, but I, those scenes were amazing. I, I love them. It's just again, I know I'm reading a Marvel comic, but when when you see moments like that, it's like yeah, Marvel comic. Like you know, all these villains mm-hmm. are in the world somewhere, and uh, those those me and again, they're very minor shots, but they're 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 really fun, and that stuff was great. But for for the more centered to the to the plot villains, uh, the tracksuit Mafia. I, I love them, honestly, from issue one. I thought they were amazing. They're very just cartoony in the fact that they're just, like, representing a stereotypical Russian mafia-type persona. They got the tracksuits. They had, like, the chain, the the wife beater. I was reading them <laughs> in mm. uh, Russian accent on, like, like Taylor, but that's okay. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I love them. I, I love the comedy behind them. I love how they just represented this, like, never-ending, like, Threat on, on that location because they're just yeah like 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 Clint dealt with it's the situation like right away of just like okay well I bought the building and then we're like well we don't want to buy it it's like well tough shit like I'm not like I'm I'm the temporary superintendent owner whatever the hell he, the title he gave himself mm-hmm. and then throughout the 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 series they just kept coming back and it was just it was it was fun um they're they're good villains no like world ending threat but it was just no. they fit really well in this series.
2: And, like, I love, like, the tracksuit mafia and, like, just the gang is pretty much the main villain of the series. But it doesn't feel like that. Like, and I actually mean that in a positive where it feels like you're always getting, like, mini bosses throughout the story and stuff like that. Like, and maybe this is, like, one complaint as far as, like, with Clown, I like him and I like that we get an issue. But then he just goes away for a very long time. Like, he's just, like, he's just not there. So I think that is one negative where sometimes... Maybe they like I don't know, like, I guess you flush out like a little hitman guy, that's cool. But it felt like they set him up, like he's gonna have much more of a story. But at the end of the day it just comes to like you said, okay, it feels like, like a classic volume one, all oh, they solved the issue and then the next volumes will be new ones, right? But it's like no, it always comes back to this place and it's always tracksuit or other people trying to figure out how the fuck can we get him out of this building? You're like what are we gonna do? Like how could like <laughs> like yeah, it's home alone. But and then I love though that they get the clearance at the end when they find out like the reason he's always threatening he'll call the cops. but. The the reason he's not is because like he technically like what he's saying he owns the building like is technically not true and now they've realized well we can just go there because he would be in the wrong and we, I think we touched upon it a little bit but I think the benefit of having all these mini villains or characters Really pay up when we get to that final battle because it's like it feels like Helms Deep, but just in like an apartment building. You know, like people are showing up. Like when uh, Penny does show up with her car and just runs over people. Well, actually, someone's driving her and just runs over people. She shows up. They're getting the safe. Clowns there. He pops the dog. He pops Bar. He pops oh. Barney. Like it's just like people are going down left, right, and center. And I think that's the other thing of. They're not in each issue that much, but when all the time, the 22 issues, all the people talk about grills. Obviously we talk about, I think her name's Suzanne or Susanna, the one that ends up with Barden with the kids that Hawkeye really likes too. You have other people, you have grills dad. They give enough character, these little moments, or they give enough moments, to these little characters that at the end, it feels warranted. Like, Oh, I remember them. I remember them. It's cool that they're defending it. It's not just a bunch of random, you know, Spider-Man too. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us, New York. It's, Hey, we have had Hawkeye. A.K. Clint Barton have like little experiences with these characters, and it feels like they are like fighting for the block. And I really like it. Also, you guys want to talk about grills, but I like you know, like I said, the mini villains, but it almost works away with the mini people. So it feels like a a whole unit of just I don't know regular townsfolk fighting back to get their building. Then they just want to live in it. You know, they'll pay the rent. They just want to live. You know, mm-hmm.
4: no, yeah, and just not go through the. The possibilities of their rent just getting increased ridiculous mm. amounts and people just bullying them out of their building because Clint's you know he's 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 one of the people. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah, no, like you're you're describing like the Helms deep battle. The I think it was the final two issues that was like the the big, you yeah. know, The big showdown and it was so fun. It was exciting. There was a there was some twists and turns in there. Um. You know, I knew I knew Kate was showing up, but when she actually did, it was like one of those moments. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go as far as like a, a cap hammer moment, but it but it it was pretty hype, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was just some good twists and turns in there, you know, like the we had clown show up again, and he. <laughs> I I didn't really know how I felt about him until like the final <laughs> issue, just because he just was like in and out, like you're describing, yeah. like like he was in there, and then I'm like, oh, this is the big bad here, and then he just would disappear for a little bit
2: especially because they set him up with kate for that issue like when i first read it i'm like oh, okay they're gonna do the classic talking about dexter how like you know deborah fell in love with the ice truck killer, and then big reveal he's the ice truck killer right spoilers for a season one of dexter but like i thought when i read it the very first time and i was reminded of this when i reread it, i'm like right i kind of I knew they had an issue, but I forgot that they, like, shared a kiss, and they even had, like, a, you know, you don't walk away from me, and then they just never touch, like, upon it, like, it's just, it's, a, like, it's fun, I guess it's, I don't know how I feel about because I guess it's fun, because it's just, like, oh, random people meeting, and it's not, like, uh, oh, this love thing, because I like Kate's Soul Adventures, but it is a, it is a strange, I don't know if it's a strange choice, because, yeah, maybe, maybe I do, like, I don't know, I guess it's not, usually what we get in the story right most of the time when two characters would interact like that you'd think okay there's gonna be some fallout. up but really it's just kind of two ships passing by i guess it's just a coincidence that one is hawkeye and that's him and they have their moment together because kate i would feel like most times she would push people away but she took an interest in him right
4: Well, he's an interesting guy right like that the, the scenes <laughs> yeah. that they had together it was it was fun because i i think it it shed some light and in- i don't know some gentleman that maybe kate finds interesting um, yeah <laughs> just so happens to be some some hitman or something like that but i don't know like like when they're conversing i mean my mind was just like hey who's this like what's the scene for like like what's gonna happen here mm. i i wasn't like this guy's sketch kate come on like ha, like take off the rose-tinted glasses i thought it was believable enough that he was just he was just some some suave guy and i i think through his aesthetic it like it fit that he would be some some smooth talker silver tongue devil guy because he's just he, he's very like well worn in his suit um the mask was a little a little much for me <laughs> but uh I, I i love just like him just kicking ass like like even at the end when when clinton like was about to like basically execute him he's like no i'm not gonna do it i'm not you and he's like too bad and then it shows like a little panel of like his gizmo and his and his yeah um, really cool and, oh and yeah dude I, I love little gadgets like that and sleeves um i know taylor does don't bring up the oh, art, yeah. hidden blades so like that moment was was awesome and again it just shows that he is a much bigger deal than like a big goon that's representing the tracksuit mafia like he's a trained killer he's gotten the best of clint multiple times in this oh, series yeah. and uh it, it, it was a fun villain absolutely
2: what did you feel about Clown today? Because I feel like when me and Kirkland were talking, you made a couple smiles there. So I wasn't sure what you were feeling about Clown.
4: Uh, I don't know. He's just...
3: When I see this villain, he just kind of reminds me of... Uh, you know, Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> there's this there's this character, uh, Crazy Joe Debola, and he dressed up like... Uh, uh, Pagliacci, the clown, the sad clown, and I just—it's from this opera, and all I could see was this Pagliacci character, is <laughs> this clown, and uh, yeah. But that being said, though, I thought he was a very intriguing character. I thought, uh, I when he killed Grills, I wasn't expecting that, and that really, really sucked. I was super bummed out about that because I was really liking Grills. We just had this whole whole chemistry between like Hawkeye really becoming good friends with him, helping his save his father and this whole flood Mm -hmm. and everything like that. Literally it's like, that was probably in BC right now, to be honest, but like, it was just, it's just absolutely crazy. And I like that whole setup and girls just turns around thinking Hawkeye's back. It just, or like, bam, right in the head, just done, which is horrible. I'm, I'm pissed that no one was able to like hear the gunshot or catch catch him in that moment but it's whatever when he returns that whole moment when he goes off and he's facing Clint that was just crazy and then like yeah when Lucky gets shot I thought Lucky died because you see like kate's face is freaking out and you just see the panel of lucky jumping and the next panel mm-hmm. was really explosion out of like the shotgun i'm thinking oh the dog's fucking done i don't and know I, how
2: he did survive that well, the way they drew it made it look lucky. like it was unser- yeah, oh, un- he looked like
3: yeah. he just like had like a little like a bumped rib or something <laughs> in the next panel like with his bandage like come on
2: <laughs> the shot panel it was like a goblin bomb going off oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in the recovery, it's like, oh, no, he's fine. Yeah. You, you were talking about Grails. How did you feel about the townsfolk people? Because we met quite a few of them, obviously, in their uh, ventures in this series.
3: Yeah, I I liked them. I, I loved him, uh, Hawkeye, setting up for his neighbors that wanted to watch, like, the Christmas <laughs> yeah, stuff and great. everything. That was really funny. Uh, just pet friends. Family man. What's oh,
2: pet friends? <laughs> it's pet friends. Okay. <laughs>
3: oh, it was just, it was really... Uh... Yeah, it was adorable, and there's just some good, wholesome moments when he's just, like, working with the, the people in this building and just taking care of them and trying to be nice with them and everything like that, and,
2: yeah. Are you worried for Grills in the show?
3: I am really worried, but I don't think they'll kill him. I really don't. Not I think Not he's yet. just,
2: like... I think, he's like I, I think he's a tribute to this comic, and uh, we'll see where season two goes, because like I said, I would love them just to sub, like supplant and take this story and give it to Kate, and then have him in and out, but you could have the tracksuit mafia already knowing Kate and stuff, but with Grills in there, you never, you never know.
4: I don't think we're yeah. going to see Grills again in the entire show. <laughs> I think that Whoa. was just a little funny. So Easter even
2: day. in a season two, you don't think we'd see him? I mean,
4: yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Okay. I think you're right you, on you got season me one. I think yeah, you're right on Season one, that. I don't think we're going to see him again. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a fun Easter egg, especially... For, I mean, since we were reading it, and we just saw his tragic death at, at least the time of viewing of that episode for me.
2: No one dies but him. Like, show <laughs> Someone shows up to the LARPing, and they're like, "Hey, where's the suit?" Oh, I gave it back to Clint, and they just kill him on the spot there because he's no use for him. It's like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> and then Doctor Strange is talking about Multiverse Madness. He's like, "Yeah, this guy grills. He dies in every universe. Like, he, there's not there's not one universe where he he's makes it out. Of, yeah, if he interacts with Clint Barton, it's over. It's done for him. You know."
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys were mentioning just like the Winter Friends moment when mm-hmm. uh, Clint goes like watch the show. Right, Winter I, Friends. Yeah. I I loved that. I was I was laughing hard at it. Just for one, like the, just like they fleshed out like like look at them. They yeah. had like their own like they had costumes. And they have all their names. And like it was like a whole comic strip of just these random characters that almost had like a Calvin and Hobbes art mm-hmm. style to it. It was really really fun, um, but it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught this, but I found so many like parallels with like Steve, like just the the dog that doesn't really do anything to like Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are so many like moments where I'm like, okay, this is such a Hawkeye moment when like he's he's got to get to like his Avengers that are just so much better than him, but yeah. he's just a regular guy. And I thought that was actually gonna have more like emphasis on the character of Hawkeye, like, oh my god, this is my life, and I'm I'm just so much <laughs> inferior than these other people. Um, didn't but happen. He fell he, asleep. He, yeah, he fell asleep. But I don't know. I I, I just I found it it's so funny because like he even was wearing like a purple outfit and he just mm-hmm. like was the Hawkeye of the group yeah. there and like even because <laughs> like there's some lines from like the super friends or whatever they call the winter friends and like oh yeah we have Steve the the only person that's that's can live right now and we just keep him around we don't know why he can keep <laughs> him around so like those lines I thought he's gonna go to Clint and he's like oh my god what is my life he has some like midlife crisis there but didn't mm-hmm. happen had some potential there, but all in all, it was such a great little issue. Yeah,
2: Tay, what do you feel about that issue? And then we also got that issue from uh, Lucky's perspective as well, just kind of telling the past <laughs> few issues through the dog's life.
3: I thought it was a nice little like change of pace. the uh, The Lucky thing I thought was really, really interesting. I wasn't expecting to get like that whole kind of like full comic of just Lucky kind of just doing what he was doing, like you. <laughs> i was trying to remember something specific from that because, like, it was it, what was that one fight he got into? Because he was doing something. um
2: oh, I can't remember now. Uh, I read that three weeks ago. Now <laughs> I should have wrote some of it down. But oh. well, accessories thought the issue you're expecting after Grills just got di- killed. You know, you're like, oh, what's the big thing next? And like, okay, we're gonna take it down with Lucky. And I will say that these issues are better now than when they're week to week. Cause I think when they're week to week and you're waiting for, and I guess we didn't even talk about that too, is like how much of like nonlinear the storytelling is in this, there's something Mm -hmm. like it'll happen. Like let's say event a will happen, but then the next three issues will be about like, you know, negative a and negative one, like all events and then it's finally caught up to that or it'll be like Okay, event a happens then we're gonna go to event C and then this next issues back to event B Okay, now we go back to event a oh and you know those other events now they tie together like it was very kind of You know I know it's the go-to thing to say but it felt very Pulp Fiction ish where it's like Especially at the beginning of that movie when you meet like pumpkin and honey bunny and it's like oh they're the restaurant and that's a midday event and then we meet You know vincent Jules later on the movie and then they go to their end point but then we jump all the way back to get to you know pumpkin and honey bunny which is not the it's the end of the movie but it happens midday in the actual film there's so much stuff that happens after that restaurant so the comic constantly does that and i love that i think it plays a lot better to reading it this time because i was reading it all together with the first read it was a bit uh tougher i will say because you got to remember like okay where was happening what you know where like there's like we talk about clown there's things that will not be addressed for a while and then it's like okay this was important
4: yeah that's a good point because i i was one that really liked the time jumps i I Mm love that we were bouncing around like i shouted out the scene when he's at i don't know the avengers mansion or something and then penny like comes in kisses him and then it's like the three girls like right beside him there and like that just goes forward and then we don't see that moment really happen until like later on and if you're waiting week by week i think it'd be easy to forget that and no i i I love the time jumps um and like uh you guys mentioned the moment with like the breakup scene between lucky and him or whatever and then we see it actually happen and then we also see it when like Barney is in like the back room he's like taking a shit or something and he just like hears like like Clinton or yeah. Clinton not Clinton Clint Barton on the phone so obviously mm. we're not see- hearing Kate like say anything. It's just like him like what you're taking the dog blah 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 like like it was just <laughs> a great moment
2: Well and, like how we met Barney is like we met him and his whole venture through the streets And then the next issue is the back of like Kip picks up at, like no 10 at night and it tells like Hawkeye's side yeah. of that it's really cool. It's really well done stuff
4: yeah, and I can see why it could be problematic if you're going week by week.
2: Yeah, um, Taylor. F- oh, go ahead. No,
4: nope, no, nope, no. Nope, you go, Taylor Field. No, no you man. go. You switch. go. Where were you going to take us Well, I was going to say. I was, was going to say another thing that I really, really loved in this was like the intro sequences to each of the issue, mm-hmm. when it says like Hawkeye, aka Clint Barton, or it might be Kate Bishop if it's just her series. And then like the first couple, it's just the exact same thing. And then like at the bottom, it's like, are you still reading this? Like, like just get to the the series. And yeah. Like, it's not new to this, this series. I know that. Like, uh, like when those fourth wall breaking things, especially, like, the intro sequences. But they're just, they're so entertaining. <laughs> I'm probably going to shout them out for every single comic book series we do because they're just, they're clever and they're fun. And, and this one, there's even, like, on the, when he goes deaf, there was one that was in, like, Sign, like, mm-hmm. a, like ASL. So it was just very clever you know just had to shout them out because i loved each and every one of them and i read them all the way through (laughs) there you go
2: well and i even like the final panels of the book where it feels very much like a action movie where it's like they get side by side they shoot the shot like the arrows and it shows like the targets and then it's like a comic book for like a k like a clinton k comic book so like feels very cool almost it feels like a directed by sort of way or just even some of the covers like i really love i can't remember it's like after 12 i think it's Maybe 15, that cover of when it's the crossword, when Barney's doing the crossword, and they have the writer Mm. and artist's names like penciled in, like circled stuff. Like, just overall really creative. And I think that's kind of the fun thing you get to do when you're telling these issues and stories about smaller characters or smaller events. Because so many times when you're telling a big crossover or world ender, you got to worry about continuity and how does this all fit and canon and like, how does these powers work? And we got to make sure this person gets their screen time. When this, it's like, uh, let's just have some fun with almost every aspect, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where I was going to go, kind of two for Taylor, I was going to ask you, what did you think about some of Clint's origins? Because we kind of learned that he was, you know, he grew up in the circus, he was trained by a lot of people, and he had abusive father and stuff like that. And plus, what did you think of the addition of uh, Barney Barton? Because we've talked about him a little bit, but he's a pretty important character for a little bit and uh, unfortunately does exactly what Clint didn't want him to do, the bastard, but...
3: Yeah, no, I like I liked Clint's origins. Again, it was i wasn't expecting it but yeah he had a rough upbringing with his dad you know again learning how to punch when he was really young and all mm-hmm. that jazz but uh, i was nice to see his brother stand up for him and just kind of show him the way and uh, i wasn't expecting the brother like this whole time we got this character and i'm thinking okay who is this guy what is this relation and it's like yeah this is my brother i'm like oh shit okay though so i will wasn't expecting that at all.
2: What were you thinking of that at first like half of that issue when it's just a homeless guy like out and about before you learn that it's Barney? I Barney. couldn't
3: figure out because it was like <laughs> I can't remember the first scene that we got. It was like this man just taking a shit in his Hawkeye's toilet. Like who is this guy in his apartment? Like what's the relevance? Doesn't even look like Clint.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you? On some of the aspects of his origin and uh, Barney, obviously, yeah, he uh, he took the money, and I feel like Barney. Almost more than Lucky has so many near death experiences in this comic. You think he's dead like quite a few times. I did. There's those.
4: moments I'm like, "Okay, hey, Barney's a superhero." Like just yeah. with how resilient <laughs> he is. Like he's there's something in that Barton blood because they both get the shit kicked out of them multiple yeah. times like almost near death and yeah, there's a lot of lucky lucky lads in this that are not just Lucky the dog, but I I loved uh just his origin and, you know, the brother dynamic as well. I I thought it was really great because um I feel like I never really wondered, like, what Clint's origin story was. I just kind of assumed he was this Avenger, you know, just, like, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Like, I never really, like, thought about, like, where he grew up, that he was a carny or something like this. Um, It was, but it, it was just great to peer into his home style, like, and, like, the relationship that he got with his brother. And his brother had such a fatherly role with Clint and taught him, you know, a lot of life lessons of, like, sometimes not about just, like, being like the, the strongest person. It's about getting back up and just never ceasing to give up. And it was like, like just really great life lessons that he got from his brother. And just like the, I think like the resilient um, personality that, that, that Clint has. Cause you know, we've seen him get his ass kicked so many times throughout the series. And then you mm-hmm. see his brother, same thing. And then you see them when they're younger get beat by their abusive father and just like things like that will really make you tough as nails. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't drawn out. Like I, I think when we had those flashback scenes, I wasn't like, oh okay, let's get back to, to Kate. Come on. Let's get back to sashimi Kate. I wasn't thinking that in those moments. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was, it was well deserved to have those scenes in there. Cause again, it's just, it's just fleshing out more of Clint. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's interesting too. Cause I feel like if this series was about like Hawkeye, in the prime of being like hawkeye like in shield you know like well before kate uh, is even really around like like when he's wearing like the classic purple helmet and stuff like this i don't think it would really fit to have no. flashback to like his abusive dad and things like this like it's something that he really can dive into in a story like this it's not quite an old man logan series but you know something sort of like that like he's not like, he, I don't know the best way to describe he's it. Near the tail
2: end of his career, that yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah,
4: exactly. He's not he's not a green a green soldier uh, on the the shield. I don't know on the shield roster, but so all that stuff was great. And then with Barney, that was a, a pleasant surprise because, like I said, I didn't know that he had a brother or anything like this. And he he was a fun character. I really didn't know what I was gonna get when we first saw him. I thought he was gonna be just some baggage or luggage that you know is is stuck with our main protagonist here, just to have like a new. Uh, uh hurdle in his path, something to mm. just make the situation tougher. But I think it was I think it was a really good moment for Clint as a character because um that's around the time when Grills got murked. So like he's already just like hitting the souse and he's getting just all alcoholed up and he's not doing too great like mentally. He he, he had he, he met a a good friend that like he actually went to his dad's house and like, you know, just learned more yeah. about the guy and then shortly after he gets he gets shot and you can you can pretty much put the blame on clint for that right Mm -hmm. like because like the people were there because of clint and then grills just happened to get killed in the crossfire and uh i think his brother showing up is just it's just really good for the character and again it's i was mentioning like how he was a good father figure to him when they were growing up and i think you see those those moments when he comes back um like there's multiple times when Barney is is being that again to Clint, and even though mm. Clint's like like a Avenger, you know, we're calling him a B a B tier superhero, but he's still he's still pretty badass. And then you have this like homeless guy coming in and kind of boosting his morale whether it is stealing money and <laughs> doing stuff like that but yeah. I, it was great it, it was it was great I was kind of oh, rambling there but I loved Clint,
2: it you know that money I talked about finding oh I found <laughs> it uh, it's just funny and you uh, oh I'm gonna find you oh you're not gonna find me he's on a boat and I like that he took the woman and the kids I really like that there. Yeah. just he went to go live this life on his own I'm your just, daddy
4: now <laughs> yeah yeah,
2: <laughs> pretty much Uncle Barney there, calling stuff like that but yeah it was great and it just like you, you knew you just knew they set that up, but like it's, it's gonna happen like I, I i did love how much they referred to the money he has but when they showed it in that last like second last shit, shit like he has like a lot of money like just like there's t- there's so many duffel bags and i just wonder like man how did barney get that out of there you know but he did and <laughs> he's on a yacht somewhere you're gonna get an ad break and then you're gonna be right back to the episode Uh, anything yeah. else? I know we talk about villains. There's not much to add. I was like, I, I I guess I was gonna say I really do like when Kate leaves and she has her like own solo ventures and whatnot. I was gonna bring up a panel I took, and I feel like whether if if they don't do the hotel thing as for or like the apartment thing for her storyline, I feel I gotta pull it up. But her being the PI or whatnot, like I know it's kind of like Jessica Jones and stuff like that, but I feel like that played and this scene right here when it's like her talking to a bunch of people trying to take a case near the end. Yeah, that's fun. That to me is where I saw 100%, oh, that's Haley Seinfeld's like Hawkeye that she's doing right now. Like that mm-hmm. same sort of thing. Like she, like people pitch her an idea and she's like, yeah, I'm not going to help you with that one. You're like, I'll find the exact quote. But it, it was fun. Like she wants to do the PI stuff, but she just knows it's like such a problem. Like, oh, and like, so there's a panel of a guy and it's a guy saying he's cheating on me. And he she's like, he for real? Because I was totally like swiping right, right over here, you know, and like just <laughs> something like maybe not the ideal thing to say in that situation. And that's kind of Kate in general always putting her tongue in her mouth. But, I or tongue or foot in her mouth tongue should stay in your mouth or go other places as long as it's consensual but Yo. like i think that like i really liked all her little side adventures and trying to you know find her way in the world and then at the end she just kind of realized like ah, i gotta go back home but i i liked them both being separated for a little bit and we, we like i said Madam mask got backed in Madam mask like one day i think we might talk about her more when she's in other things i think she's just kind of like a fun mobster have but in these comic books you just get the idea that okay she hates both the hawkeyes she's you don't get much great character moments from her or anything no
4: i like the select scenes that we had with her and kate i really liked when kate like got the best of her and like she had a moment to like basically see who she was and you know just I don't know. She could do other yeah. things in that situation. Um, the cigarette but...
2: burning threat was a good one. When she's like, "I that speech here, like, I haven't smoked a cigarette in 20 <laughs> years because I don't like anything having a control of me. But tonight I'm going to have you handcuffed. I'm going to smoke an entire pack. I'm going to put it out on all on your face. And it's like, <laughs> fuck. Like, that's brutal. I know. At first, I was like, "Where are we going
4: with this? Like, yeah. it's so random." I'm like, "Are they like going like you know anti-tobacco?" <laughs> <I don't
2: laughs> she know, just randomly blurts sort of out. Message. She's like, it's "I haven't had a random. cigarette in years." You know, you're like, yeah. "Where is this going?" But then it's like, oh, "Okay, we get there."
4: Yeah, and it, it was just fun how like humiliated Madame Mass felt from that situation of Kate getting the better of her and going forward. Like, I don't know. She's, she's a cool character. You, you, you put the Rebecca Ferguson casting in my mind, which I liked, but you brought up a good point. We wouldn't get to see her face. So (laughs) it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be ideal. But uh, no, I, I thought she was a cool character and, she she had the type of outfit that was and just like persona being Madame mass like it's very comic booky, but it <laughs> yeah. it, it didn't seem too overdone like I think it fit really well in this world because i I feel like I don't know if you're trying to do a grounded type hero story if you have someone with just like a metal face it might stand out, but I thought it fit really well um there was like the flashback of her and her dad and like her dad's outfit looked a little a little mm-hmm. out there, so I'm glad we did not see that one in there it was like very. I don't even know. Like, uh, the, like Doctor Outlandish. Strange, I guess, but like yeah. even further than that. So, but yeah, I like that. I her. like
2: that they question there. Like, they say it's his daughter, but no one like fully knows, <laughs> yeah. you know? And yeah. they, because they established they're like bringing people back to life and stuff like that. So I feel like they're trying to insinuate like some potential, like maybe it's not incest, but I feel like they're trying to say like people have seen them doing stuff. So maybe they're not father and daughter. Maybe that's just like if anyone's seen Sleepwalkers, Taylor, you would have seen Sleepwalkers, right? Let's take a look. It's a, it's a scary cat movie. It's a horror movie, Stephen King one. Oh,
3: but... I watched that a long time ago on vacation in Victoria when I was like six. It's years a fucked old. up
2: movie, but what it is, it's these people that are like they're called sleepwalkers. There's those cat people, but they can like suck souls and they say young forever. But what they do is they masquerade as uh, son and mother, but they're actually like lovers and they're getting it on and stuff like that. So that's, that's what a deep gave me. Cut. That's a deep horror yeah. Thing. It just gave me flashbacks to <laughs> that when they're like people like their father and daughter, but people. People don't really know if they are it's like why would they think that you know so yeah uh, let's see I got I just got a few things to share as far as my notes and I think I've hit everything I love the constant this looks bad like in so many issues like it's referred back to and this looks good or like you know when Kate's doing it so that's good stuff I some of the descriptive like panels in here are really like when we first get introduced to New York, they talk about the smell of it, how it just like smells of sweat, and they just kind of talk about like how like unglossy it is. Like it's funny, I just watched Spider-Man, the Toby ones, one and two, how they just like make New York look so beautiful and stuff like that. But I feel like the Hawkeye issues do a good job, of, like, yeah, there's some of that, but there's also just like some gross parts of New York that like are not the greatest, and it just feels like, yeah, it's this big city, but because it's a big city, there's so many people around uh, the description of anytime they'd shoot an arrow of like you have to you know take a deep breath so and, good yeah and I forgot to shout that on the show review because there's that moment when Kate goes to shoot the bell she does that where it like slows down and she like breathes mm-hmm. in like oh this is you know I did the Leo thing right there you know so uh, that was good I love there was like a good uh, th- like robbing of a theater in issue too that was really well done um, I liked we brought this already but when people would swear in different languages and they'd have the quotations <laughs> Uh, they get in a car crash at one point in case. It looks like it's a metaphor for your love life. I really like that. And then obviously we haven't got it um, yet. But that moment of like they got to label the arrows and like you got to get tape. That's clearly yeah. coming up in the show. Like it's it's in the car. I don't know if they're going to do the whole like do you label your arrows. But I like that he's like, oh, I got to buy tape so I can label my arrows. Just like little stuff, like something like uh, Avenger wouldn't have to do, but he has to because he's just a regular <laughs> guy. And then we talked about this too, and Clint is like talking about, like, oh, you're too young and stuff like that. And he says something about like a conversation why Kate should be an Avenger and he's trying to sell her. And that's also when she's like, he's talking about people he wouldn't want to sleep with or would want to sleep with. And he says, Spider Man. She's like, you want to sleep with Spider Man? He's like, well, not exactly. Like, just like <laughs> I'm using him as an example. So just some good banter back and forth so
4: absolutely uh i got some panels to shout out since okay. we're doing that um <laughs> this one it's it's totally copied from that one like meme of like the little girl like in front of the burning building it's it's when she torches Madame S. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you can see it yeah. there cuz
4: it's like her looking at the fire and then she's like yeah. payback's a bitch so great i yeah. i laughed so hard at that one i already showed it off to winter friends i just love like their names and again just like going through those extra steps just flesh out these random cartoon characters Mm. that like our heroes are watching. Like my favorite one was Rama in pajamas and it's like a llama. Yeah so great. So great. Um and then some other ones (laughs) in the earlier stages, like when they do uh it's like the auction uh issue and then when they escape and multiple times brought up how like Clint just like loves boats and he's just he (laughs) knows how to drive boats. And then there is this one (laughs) <laughs> and it just says I'm I'm great at boats, and his <laughs> face just gets me. <laughs> like it's so random. I, I that think should be your about, new like, Discord picture. <laughs> it's good. It's yeah. good. I'd have to replace Denethor though, and then no, yeah, I don't know if true. I can do that yet. That, oh right, um, you
2: just did Denethor. Yeah, you can't take him down for that. But in the future, you know.
4: <laughs> in yeah. the future, I'm gonna save it on my phone for sure. And again, just this panel is like my favorite representation of their relationship, right there. Yeah. It was just like Clint is like down on his. I don't even know what was happening there. Maybe he was just upset with, like, Lucky getting beat up. Or maybe the whole situation with the mafia. And, like, Kate's just, like, being that little sister in the moment. Just, like, you little bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. cheer up there. And then uh, there was another line. I think it's when the cop is, like, telling her that she, she shouldn't hang out with Clint. And then just, like, again, that's, like, my favorite thing about Kate when she's just so... She just thinks she's she's just so cool. And then yeah, yeah it's like, well, I don't hang out with him. He he hangs, he hangs <laughs> out with me. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like it's definitely not the Kate Bishop that we're seeing from Ailey Steinfeld right now. And mm-hmm. I think that's why like right away I was like, I think right now I like the comic book Kate Bishop yeah. more because I just love that attitude that she has. Like she yeah, she she's an unproven like avenger in her mind <laughs> it says it a couple times like she she's an avenger in her mind or something you know like <laughs> something like that and like she's still like i feel like she on the surface she's showing the confidence of an avenger but then it, it, when she's on her own maybe she's questioning if she can really do that and i, I love the layers that they gave that character and um i'm Especially loving what when she goes in to los angeles Star. Yes, absolutely, yeah. and she doesn't have the most success, you know. <laughs> and it's not Avengers levels threat, but she's still having some difficulties. Like the one we dealer guy is just giving her difficult difficulties. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like I, I I like what I'm seeing from Haley Steinfeld so far. But I think as of right now, I still like this Kate Bishop just because she's such a badass. So
2: yeah, no, <laughs> I, I agree I like with that. you, and I hope maybe we get a bit because, like, like I said, there's times where she does do moments like that in the show because I've rewatched it with Emily, and there's times where she is like kind of. Cooler than everybody else. So I think, like, it's specifically probably the party scene when she has the suit on and stuff, too, and some of her, like, yeah. mannerisms there, like how she interacts with Armand and stuff. So I think <laughs> we could see more of that. But I think right now we're getting a lot more of the plucky Kate because they're in the middle yeah. of, like, shit's going down right so no
4: absolutely and then the other one i wanted to shout out i didn't take a screenshot of the panel but it's when she gets arrested um for like the murder of the the dude that was cloned or whatever Mm -hmm. that was a whole plots thing i wasn't even expecting how like there was like basically zombies and then like cloning i'm like Holy, we're getting, like, sci-fi here. I wasn't expecting that. But it's when she's arrested and she's asking for her one phone call. And she's like, finally! And then she calls the cop that's, like, right beside her. And it's like, you know I didn't do this. Like, it was just (laughs) such a funny moment. Like, that's what she used her one phone call with. Was just basically just have a private conversation with the cop that she's been annoying (laughs) since the whole time that she's been in L.A. Like, that dynamic was really fun. And, again, I, I think that was just showing more Kate Bishop that I really loved. Of just, like, she... Like, she's just, like, annoying these people so much that it's just a part of her charm, I guess. I don't know. It was
2: fun. That one line the cop had when he's like, I'd spank you, but it'd be considered assault and sexual yeah. harassment. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know. I was know like, why. I
4: yeah, I'm just gonna keep going, pretend to read this. <laughs> yeah,
2: that <laughs> it was and a weird was, moment. Yeah, I was like, this is twenty fifteen. This feels like it <laughs> felt a little bit older, I'll be honest. And I forgot to say in my uh notes, because we also talked about on the Hawkeye show, it's probably why I forgot, but it's uh I really love the two issue the tape arc because it's really funny because uh, for all, oh, I thought yeah. like, oh, he really did that, do that. Even though there's still part of me that thinks like because it's shield they could still be lying and be like, yeah, it was a whole setup, just to you know, he didn't actually kill these people. But it's like, yeah, but it's S.H.I.E.L.D. now. But I really like that because it's Kate's also, I think, first time, too, that's, like, in the middle of when she's, like, starting to, like, separate from Clint a little bit as far as, like, question him a bit more or kind of get frustrated. So then in this moment where he's told her so many times you can't kill people and she's found out, like, he might have been lying to her this whole time. You know, Even though yeah. Kate and Clint make some questionable arrow shots that I would argue that i don't know if these people are alive now at one point they say that they go oh yeah they're alive you just blind them so it's like okay i guess fair enough but some of them are like that arrow, looked like it went in too deep like i don't know <laughs> if you could survive that you know so
4: yeah, there's no blood effects but they were they they, they yeah. cut pretty deep there yeah. um yeah and i i think we are going to go there actually in the show because they're already showing a lot about ronin and they haven't dove much yeah. into what who the character of Ronan really is and what he did that was so bad i think we are going to get to a point in the show where clint is might be perceived as kind of a bad guy in kate's eyes and it'll be really Mm heart-wrenching because that's like her avenger right um and yeah it was was a great little moment there and then (laughs) just just you reminded me when they're shooting arrows i loved at the end when she's with uh Uh, the couple that she was staying with in like the trailer park in LA and they're like chasing them and and they're like that's an impossible shot you can't make that he's like I've seen someone make this before I'm about to right now and then it does the thing of like slowing down like you know take a Mm -hmm. deep breath and then you can see in the panel and then they just like swerve and it just totally misses and then it just goes to her face like so like upset great moment great moment
2: (laughs) Taylor any last things for you to shout out
4: No, just
3: that uh, I'm glad that we did this and I'm just going to be looking at more things to relate and compare to the comic that are just going to populate into the show. But I'm glad that at the end of the day that this has enough difference to the show because it allows Mm -hmm. for it to be an original series and also just a little bit unique at the same time with some surprises that now we aren't going to be able to be like, Hey, I know exactly how it's going to go. It'll be a nice surprise.
2: So yeah, it's a nice little companion piece. Cause one of those, like mm-hmm. when the show ends, I feel like for people, you're like, well, if you like that tone, it's right over here, you know, very different mm-hmm. venture, but well, we did it. We, it's our biggest one yet. 22 issues. I can't remember house of M. I think house M was maybe 12 or 13, maybe. Cause we did like the seven house of M, but we did Avengers disassembled before, but uh yeah, we, that was a big one. So, yeah, I'm not sure what will be next. I know we're still kicking around. We still got to do uh, Secret Wars. We still got to do something uh, Ghost Rider-related. I think we're doing, a, <laughs> I can't remember the arc. But something, Midnight Suns. But we will get there because we don't actually have a date for any official Marvel stuff coming up yet for any of those Disney Plus things. So
4: Taylor, did you catch when she actually mentioned Ghost Rider?
2: I forget what issue it was. Yeah. Ghost Rider was mentioned in this comic book. <laughs> I think it's when she at one point she it worked. She's like, "Oh my God, Black Widow, Ghost Rider, what are you doing here?" And then the bad guys actually looked, and she used that as her time to get away. Yeah. I <laughs> I liked my shout out for uh, she's talking to somebody, and she's like, "Yeah." And then Moon Knight like beat him to a bloody pulp, and they took him to the hospital, and she's like, "Oh yeah." And there's a guy named Moon Knight in the world. That's fucking weird. <laughs> so <laughs> she's funny. Like, yeah, I can't believe this. And that's that's a good thing that they constantly call attention to that. But uh, yeah, so uh, let. Let us know if you read this, if you liked it, the whole shebang. So thank you very much for tuning in. When you hear from us next, I'll be boring.
4: Bye-bye. See you later.